to Hashtag Travel Talks. It's your podcast on the latest digital trends in travel and tourism marketing. And here's your host, Nolly Nicholas. Welcome to a new episode of Trollcast. And today I have the pleasure to receive Alice Taylor. So welcome, Alice. Hi. So can you present yourself to the audience? Of course I can. Um, my name's Alice Taylor. Um, I'm British, as you can probably tell from the accent. Um, and I'm what's known as a digital nomad. Um, I'm an author, a writer and a journalist. Um, I was born in England, but I decided to ditch the grey monotony and the rain for something a little more exciting. Um, I moved to the island of Malta, where I lived for 10 years. Um, and then I went to live in sunny Cyprus. And 10 months ago, I found myself living in Albania, of all places. Uh, at the moment, I'm living in the city of Tirana. And from there, I'm traveling around the Balkan area. Um, so as well as working on the Vado project, which is what I'm here to talk about today, um, I'm a legal journalist, a corporate blogger, and I set up a website called The Balkanista, which chronicles my life and my travels around the Balkans. So people, places, food, history, etc., all goes on that. Um, I'm also a part of the Vado team, um, and Vado is a new social travel blockchain-based app. And my role within the Vado team is to take care of all written content. Um, and as I'm the person in the team that seems to talk the most, <laughs> I seem to end up taking care of things like interviews. Okay. Um, so um, I'm a traveler. I love technology. I'm an influencer as well. And I like to share my experiences, which is something that Vado is all about. Um, so this is why I'm here to talk to you about it today. Okay. And can you tell us more about... Vedo, what does exactly? Yeah, okay. So, um, first of all, how we came up with the idea of Vedo. Um, now, there's lots of problems within the travel industry as it is at the moment. Now, whilst travel and booking travel, exploring travel may have moved onto the internet, it doesn't mean it's working as well as it should be. Uh, when it comes to booking travel or even getting in inspired, we normally head to things like TripAdvisor, Expedia, Booking.com. Um, and we think what we're seeing is an unbiased look at what's on offer. Uh, we think we're getting a good deal. We think we're comparing prices and sort of going for the best one. And the reviews that we often base our, um, our buying decisions on, we, we assume that they're authentic. Um, the problem is that this isn't actually the case. Um, so in 2017, the entire travel and tourism industry contributed over $8.27 trillion to the global economy. Now, $2.5 trillion of that came from the direct impact of transportation, accommodation, entertainment, restaurants, etc. Um, now, travel that's booked via a digital platform, Um, so like an app or over the internet, that generated over 564.9 billion revenue in 2016. And that's expected to grow to 8.17.5 billion by 2022. So whilst these numbers are high, uh, the problem is that these sectors are controlled and monopolized by just a handful of online travel agents. So it's the same couple of companies which have control over pretty much the whole market. Um, so whilst the online travel industry desperately needs to change, this is something that users might not realize. Um, they don't realize that when they search what they book, what they think they're getting a special offer on, 
And even where they go, um, it's not actually truly representative of what's available. Um, so, for example, when we see price comparisons on a website, we think they're being compared with every possible online travel agency in the world. But the reality is they're being compared with the inventory of the same travel agents. So there isn't really any competition. Um, like when I use booking.com as well, it tells me book now, one room left. And it sort of forces you into making a snap decision, which is based on an inauthentic special offer. So we think we're getting a good deal, but we're not. Um, now, travel is huge. Apps are huge. Social media experience sharing is huge. So why not combine them all instead of having like 10 different apps for all of these various things? Why not bring them all together in one place? And that's what Vado is. We offer all of these features and we combine it with blockchain technology. And this creates a very user-friendly, transparent and authentic travel booking and sharing experience. And we heard, a, I would say, a lot about blockchain. So how can you explain, I would say, really simply the technology about blockchain? Because we heard a lot of buzz and uh, maybe a lot of people don't really know what it is. Well, you see, the key to blockchain success at the moment, in my mind, is using blockchain in a way where people don't even realize they're using it. So because if you go, oh, this is powered by blockchain, you know, your man on the street is going to be like, oh, what's that? I don't know what it is. And they tend to get a bit scared of it. So if you can integrate blockchain into an application in a way where people don't even realize they're using it, but still get the benefits from it, then for me, that, that's the way forward. Um, now, just a bit more about Vado, and then I'll tie in the blockchain aspect. Um, so, Vado, you can visit a place, um, for example, the Eiffel Tower. Um, I can say I've visited that place. I can upload my own pictures. I can review it. Um, I can create a list of places, say, in Paris that I've visited or want to visit. I can share it with friends and followers. And each time I write a review or create a bit of content, um, like a photograph or something like that, I get rewarded by Vado for doing the activity. Um, now, this comes in the form of Vado's in-app currency. Um, so, I mean, think about it. When you write a review on TripAdvisor or you share a picture of a restaurant you've been to or something, you don't get anything for that. But with Vado, you do. And this is all on the blockchain. So... Using things like geotagging on photographs, you know that the review you're reading and the, the photograph you're seeing is authentic um, because it's all recorded on the blockchain. There's no way of editing it or manipulating it. You have to have been mm -hmm. there to review it. And once it's on the blockchain, that's it. Um, now, as well as getting rewarded for taking these, um, for t undertaking these activities, um, you can also be sure that all the reviews that you read are authentic. Um, it allows you to deal with merchants sort of one-on-one -on -one without having the need for an intermediary. And you're going to get a better deal as well because you're dealing with the person directly. You're not paying markups or overinflated prices that you might get elsewhere. And so it's not just a booking app or a review site. A review site. It's sort of a social media platform for inspiring others and organizing your own travel ambitions. Also, do you think also it's a It's a platform on which you can create trust and transparency between, let's say, the travel, between travelers also. Yeah, yeah, of course. Because, you know, I mean, at the moment, I could log on to TripAdvisor, say, and I could mm -hmm. say, I've been to this restaurant. 
Um, and I could go, oh my God, the food was the best food in Tirana, the most amazing meal I've ever had, 10 out of 10, everyone must visit it. I could log in with a different username and do the same and do the same and do the same. Now, when you read a review on these sites, you never know whether it's authentic or not. Now, this is a problem because we make our decisions based on other people's reviews. Um, so by increasing transparency and authenticity, by ensuring that people have actually visited these places and recording everything properly on a blockchain, you're increasing the level of trust that people have, especially when it comes to making a, a decision on where they're going to go, where they're going to stay or where they're going to eat. I think transparency, lack of transparency is a big problem in the travel industry at the moment. And this is one of the problems that blocked, that um, Vado is going to solve. Another thing as well that it will be solving is the issue of advertising. Um, so let's say a small business is paying for advertising on Facebook or something like that. They don't actually know how many people are seeing it, how many people are clicking on it. You're relying on what the advertiser or Facebook is telling you. You're relying on those analytics. But if the results are recorded on a blockchain, it's, it's a more accurate representation of what's actually happening. And that will help to instill a lot more trust in small businesses and help their advertisements reach a wider audience. Okay. And do you think also, uh, let's say, your tool can be used and as a, another control for influencer, for example, because we heard now... Now there is a good trends about, let's say, travel influencer, and it could be also for them and for the brand a good mean to see that uh, that uh, that particular person is actually doing his own pictures and posting his own review about the place. Yeah. So, I, if I understand your question correctly. Um, it could, Vado can be used in so many different ways, and that's what that's what I like about it. Because I, I mean, I am the the prime sort of customer for this platform. I travel a lot. I'm a travel writer. I'm a travel influencer. I'm a in inverted commas a millennial. You know, I'm somebody who likes to share my experiences. I want to inspire others. I want to get inspired. Also, it's not just about visiting places and writing reviews. It's not just about saying, oh, I've been here, etc. It's about, I mean, someone like myself, I get, you know, I've got a list of 100 restaurants I want to try out. I've got a list of 10 hotels or 15 museums I want to visit. It's about being able to create um, lists of things you want to do, places you want to go, dreams you have, being able to save it being able to then book them and get the best deals and being able to share those with other people as well. It's not just about reviews. It's about inspiring and being inspired as well. And for someone like me, that's that's one of the big selling points. It's not just about sort of booking and getting good deals. It's the social aspect behind it as well. Yeah, also it could help, for example, to create some loyalty also program for, I don't know, for hotel brands or... A particular destination or not? Well, look at it this way. If you're a small hotel bed and breakfast and you've signed up with booking.com, for example, let's say you're a family-run business, the way booking.com works is most of the traffic, most of the deals are going to go to the big names, to the ones that pay extra to put themselves at the top of the search rankings. 
plus booking.com take a large percentage. Um, I stayed in a hotel recently in the south of Albania. Um, now, Albania is a very low-income country. Now, booking.com take 10 euros of the booking. Um, now, a room costs 25 euros a night because that's what local people can afford. That's a huge chunk of money that's going directly to booking.com for, for facilitating the booking. If you can link the individual traveler, such as myself, with the business directly, you're cutting out that middleman that's taking their cut. So the incentive for the small business using this is not only better visibility, more authentic reviews, but they're getting fair access to their target market and they're not having to give away a significant chunk of their profit or their income to a third-party intermediary who is biased against them because they're a small business. That's the incentive for them. Okay, and what do you think at your, let's say, as you're working into the travel tech, is the current trend into that industry, except um, uh, blockchain? Well, it's interesting. Um, for me, as I said, as a traveler, um, it's all a bit stale at the moment. So I'll give you an example. On my mobile phone, I have a folder on my desktop called Travel. And I have my Instagram blog account on there. I have TripAdvisor, a link to my Facebook blog page, Booking.com, Airbnb, Hotels.com, and Skyscanner, all in one folder. So let's say I want to book a trip. I have to flip between all of those apps to find out where I want to go, to read reviews on the hotel, to check prices, and it's a headache. Um, so for me, to have something like Vado, which does all of it in one go on one app is is real progress for me. Um, what I see at the moment is not much of a trend, to be honest. There's nobody that's really gone that one step further. There's no one that's brought all aspects of travel together. Um, there's definitely no one that's rewarding you for using services and leaving reviews. You know, you leave a review, you get nothing for it. Um, and this is what's missing. Now, With more and more people using apps and their mobiles for booking things, and with everyone wanting to share their travel experiences, someone needs to move quickly to fill this space. Um, and that's what Vado is for me. Now, people want efficiency. I mean, myself, I want an A to Z service in one place. I want to book an entire trip with one click. Um, I want to also book directly with the business because I want to help the small guy. You know, I don't want to be paying a big corporation. I want to be sort of giving my money to the community that I'm staying in. And I think this is what the industry is lacking at the moment. They're not really taking into consideration what the user wants, how the user feels. They're just thinking about making as much money for themselves as possible. Yes. <laughs> um, so for me, I mean, I know I'm biased, but talking as a traveler, Um, and someone that's on the go all the time. What Vado is doing for me is revolutionary and it's time saving. And when time is money, that's important for me. Yeah, especially when you are looking for, I don't know, a distant trip. Yeah. It's so much easier, for example, to know that I can book my flight, my uh -huh. stay, and also, for example, my some tour activity on one place or so. I mean, just last week, I went away um, and I was staying in four different hotels in the course of a week. I needed to book um, some transport in between. Um, I wanted to book a place in a restaurant, which you have to book in 
sort of prior because it was very small and it's quite popular. You know, I had all these things I had to do. And I had to go through about three or four different apps. I had to make phone calls. I had to speak with someone on WhatsApp. You know, it was a headache just to organize it. If I could just go onto an app like Vado, create a list, right, this hotel, this hotel, this hotel, this off-roading taxi service, this hotel on this day and click book, that is ideal for me. Especially because I remember a trip that I did uh, somewhere south of France and I was stuck in a place because I had to take a car. But the thing is, I didn't have any credit card. So by chance, I found a taxi, but I would, would be so much easier if I could on one place book my stay and uh, I don't know, a ride to the place that I, I wanted to go off at awesome. Uh, I mean, you could go on to the Vado app and be like, taxis near me and it will come up and you can see which one's the most reliable because people have left authentic reviews or someone might have created a list of like travel options or 24-hour travel um, providers in the south of France, for example, and you can look through and see see that way. It's just, I mean, one thing, since I've been involved with Vado, there's so many different ways of using it, and I can think of so many real-world scenarios where Vado has been missing from my life, you know, and I think, damn it, I wish it had been invented a while ago because it would have made my life a lot easier. Yes, and now I would say a more personal question is what was your most memorable travel that you did? Well, um, I'm, I'm biased. I'm probably going to go with the, the, the one I remember clearest, which is the one I did most recently. Um, so I travel all the time. I mean, I'll wake up one morning and be like, today I'm going to go to here. And I get up and I go, Um, but I just got back from spending a week in a place called Theth. Um, it's located in the north of Albania, not far from the border with Montenegro. Now, this place is in the middle of nowhere. It, honestly, I've never been anywhere like this in my life. So <clears throat> we traveled on a Harley Davidson from the nearest city, which was two hours. Then the concrete, the road stops and you have to... We, we paid someone to look after the bike and we got in this four by four. When I say four by four, it was more like a monster truck. And I was thinking, <laughs> oh my God, what am I in for here? So we traveled for two hours on this monster truck with some 20 year old driving it. I was like, I'm going to die on these small single carriage roads that wrap around the mountains. So you're sort of bouncing along this rocky road with a teenager driving it. This means the gangster, Albanian gangster rap. When you look down to the right, there's this drop of a thousand feet and you're thinking, you're sort of praying to every god in the hope that what? <laughs> um, now, once you get there, it's just something else. This village has maybe a hundred houses spread out throughout this valley in the mountains. In the winter, it's completely cut off by snow. So once you're there okay. in the winter, you ain't getting out. Um It's one of those places where the electric goes on and off, the internet connection's rubbish, and it was fantastic. <laughs> it was really nice to be sort of forcibly disconnected from the world a little bit. And just uh, the air was so clean. You know, the only noise pollution was the tinkling of a cowbell. It was green, beautiful, waterfalls. It was just nice to sort of stop time for a bit, stop the world for a little bit, get off, relax and then sort of reset yourself before you return to reality. It was, it was awesome. Yeah. If you're in Albania, make sure you visit Beth. 
<laughs> okay, I will put in my to-do list. Yes, put it on your, <laughs> it on your radio list when you download the app. <laughs> yeah, I think it was really a true, I'd say, journey adventures. It was. I mean, it, it was like nothing I've ever experienced before. Uh, I mean, Albania is a beautiful country. Um, I don't think people really understand or know much about it. Um, it's it's breathtaking. But this place, like I said, it was like time was stopped. Like it wasn't in the future. It wasn't in the past. Yeah. Everyone was just sort of quiet, relaxed. There was goats wandering around, you know. <laughs> when you live a hectic sort of digital yeah. lifestyle, it's quite nice just to really get away from it for a while. So I'm more return to back some basic, I would say, feeling and. Yeah, I you know I was sort of expecting to be told that I had to go and hunt for my own dinner or something, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so how can I would say reach you? Would say reach you know, your startups. Okay, so um, what's happening? We are in the stage um, of sort of finalizing the white paper. At the moment, um, you can visit the Vado website, which will be up and running very, very soon. Um, I will send you all the details for that. Um, and what you can do is you input your email address and you will receive an invitation once Vado is ready to be downloaded. So we'll be launching on iPhones first. You'll be mm -hmm. able to download a beta version of the app. Um, and by downloading it, you know, we're really counting on people to give us their feedback so we can improve, develop, you know, maybe there's something we didn't think of that we need to include. Um, then the beginning of 2019, we're looking to launch the Android version as well. Um, so it will be available to everybody. And then we'll be rolling out more and more features as time passes whilst taking feedback from our users on a continual basis. Okay, so I will put the link into the show notes yeah. so people can subscribe. So, yeah. Yeah, and so Alice, thank you for your time and presenting your startups. So I wish you all the best for your startups. Thank you. And uh, I hope the best for you for 2019 for the launch. Yes, thank you very much. Um, thanks for your time. Thanks for the opportunity. And I hope to see you on Vado at some point in the future. Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Looking out for you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. See you. Bye. Bye. Bye.